Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner. Welcome to The Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to season four, our second week of season four. So exciting. You're here with Spring and Andrew, two amazing sexual researchers, professors, uh, experts in sexuality. Is that what we are? I mean, I am a sexpert, and uh, I have the sweater that that that, that set. Someone bought me a sweater that says expert. I have never worn it a single time. (laughs) (laughs) I think the PhD is a pretty good uh, designation of that. (laughs) I am a FUD of sex. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but we're in season four, everybody. Um, we're so excited that you're back with us. Remember to check out our social media. We're already putting up some questions uh, for future episodes because we really want to get your opinions. We want to hear what you have to say, and we're going to bring it into the show. Remember, that's one of the big changes for season four is that uh, this is going to be a lot more interplay between our Instagram and our podcast. Um, now, to get on the Instagram, it's just the sex rap that's rap with a W um, and we're going to do in some we're going to be doing some little live events uh, on Instagram as well so we look forward to seeing and talking to you there as well as hearing your responses from the questions that we pose in the story and we're doing these little mini series throughout season four so our first mini series that means um, over the next three weeks so the first few weeks of September and then the last um, part of September we'll have some surprises but for the first few weeks we're going to be talking about breakups and the first question in our, this little mini series on breakups is how do I handle my partner's exes? And so we have some concerns from some listeners about um, being jealous about partner's exes. And so we're going to get into that today. Yeah. So the, the exact question is, I can't get over my partner's exes. I can't get over my partner's exes. What do I do? Um so thank you for submitting the question. Uh, now, now for me, when I look at this, I, I think that there's a lot of different situations where this could come up. Um, and, and most of the time, right, if you have a healthy relationship otherwise, um, like jealousy is, is, is a pretty serious issue and it's really toxic to healthy relationships, right? So if you can't get over your partner's exes, it's probably because you're having some feelings of jealousy. Um, and while jealousy is not sexy and jealousy is not fun, it is a completely normal, natural emotion that humans have. Um, and some people have a ton of jealousy and some people don't have very much jealousy. Spring and I talk about this pretty frequently. Like I'm a person who's a zero jealousy person, just kind of just like take it and roll. And I'm like, well, it's fine. Um, 
Spring is a little bit more jealous than me. <laughs> I'm definitely jealous, but I'm also pretty good at processing my jealousy. And that's one of the big things we talk about on this show is, yeah, jealousy is normal. And then it's what you do with it. Like it is a symptom and you can say, okay, what am I really feeling? What do I really need to talk to my partner about what's really going on here? And then do some self-reflection and... um Luckily, I don't let jealousy run the show, but that's the danger of um, of what happens when jealousy comes up. We need to say like, okay, can I stop? Can I have this conversation? Or does it just like drive you crazy? <laughs> and so what we're going to be talking about today is we go through this topic and start to talk about like, okay... What can I do if I can't handle this? Like, where where is this jealousy coming from? And then, like, is it founded? Do you have evidence for it? Um, and then how we talk about these things with our partners. So where do we want to start today with, with the concept? I can't handle my partner's exes. Um, so, I mean, I think it's one of those things. As you start dating, um, you get exes. You collect them. Your N goes <laughs> up. Uh, like that number. Um, so it's... It, it's also normal to have exes and um I don't know about you spring but I'm actually pretty close friends with most of my exes all of them except for one and I've told stories about them before on the show so um I mean so the the, the idea of exes is normal you accumulate them and I guess it really depends on what those sort of relationships look like um so if my if my partner couldn't handle my exes I mean it would be really awkward for me like but you know, they live 1,200 miles away and I text them once every six months. Yeah. So I think a great place to start with this conversation is um, what is the relationship between someone and their ex, right? So when we're talking about like, oh, I can't handle my partner's exes. Well, what is the relationship? And, you know, if it's this ex that is um, not really in their life and um, they are just still friends with on social media and you can't handle that, um, that's a very different issue than, you know, someone who is very good friends with their ex and hangs out with them a couple of times a week. Um, and, um maybe doesn't want to introduce you to them. <laughs> so these are like two very different ends of the spectrum, right? So what is that person's relationship with the ex? And then what might that mean? And I would love to like, just kind of start there, like look at these different types of relationships people have with their exes and what that could mean for a current relationship. I mean, let's start with the, you know, they, they almost never talk to them. They're, you know, still linked on maybe LinkedIn or Facebook or something like that. Um, so let's start at like the most separated case. And, and what do you think we should do? Um, now, I've had friends uh, who will go into their ex's social media accounts and scroll back for years and they'll find a post when they weren't even dating and they'll get upset about it. They'll get jealous about something they said when they didn't even know each other. Um, now, listeners out there, this is important, right? This is my just the tip, right? What <laughs> happens in the past is in the past, right? And you can't get mad at someone over something that they did or said in a relationship before you were with them, right? Like, if that is what you're getting jealous over, you are the problem. <laughs> yeah. And... Like, we have a friend who can help you. We talk about her all the time. Dr. Cindy Darnell is this uh, amazing sex life therapist. Um, she can talk you through some of those issues. Because if your jealousy is so bad that you want to force yourself between somebody and anyone that they've ever had a relationship with, like, you are the problem, right? Because 
we learn from our previous relationships, we grow from them. And that doesn't mean that like necessarily they're even bad people. Yeah, go ahead, Spring. So, and when Andrew says you are the problem, he means um, you need to do some examination there. You, you need to do a little reflection. You need to do a little inner work and, um, and say like, okay, this isn't actually a problematic relationship in any way for someone to still have a way to reach out to their ex, basically. We're just saying that there's an avenue open in that situation. They're linked on some type of social media or whatever. There's not really active um, communication, but there could be. And um, and that is not a situation that there's any cause for jealousy over is what we're saying. That is a very normal relationship to have with someone that you have previously been intimate with. And um, unless they were abusive or um, caused, you know, some very extreme pain in your life, then there's no need to block exes um, from your life. And so that would be, you know, a very reasonable relationship to have with an ex. And so, yeah, if you're getting upset about that, then it's like, okay, what am I really upset about? What do I not feel confident in this relationship? Do I not feel safe in this relationship? Like what other things are actually upsetting me? Because that's a totally reasonable and um, expected uh situation to have in your current partner's life. And that kind of jealousy can be really abusive. Um, If you're trying to isolate the person you're dating and not let them talk to people who they have, you know, valued relationships with, it can be really damaging. So like Spring said, you probably need to do some reflection and see where it's coming from. Um, Now, a lot of people experience extreme jealousy because in their past, you know, people have cheated on them or people Mm -hmm. have lied to them, right? So their previous experiences are sort of spilling over and making their current relationship a little bit more toxic. Um, so you just have to do some of that reflection. And we we have a whole episode about that. Episode 153 is how can I prevent bad previous relationships from poisoning my current relationship where we explicitly talk about like when you've experienced trauma in a previous relationship, how are you keeping that from affecting your current one? And that's, that is a lot of work, right? And so we go into that in a little more detail. But yeah, for sure, we understand these different triggers. We understand, you know, why you might feel jealous. And great. That's a little sign that there's something there to work on. There's something to do some reflection with. Yeah. So um, listen to that episode. Um, We're not going to talk too much more about that um, because it's more important to really get into this question. I can't handle my partner's exes. And, And the example that we've been using so far in this episode has been this kind of distant person, you know, loosely connected, maybe on social media, maybe see once in a great while, but not that, you know, everyday kind of connection. Um, And and what Spring and I are both saying in this instance is probably not much for you to worry about. If you're feeling a lot of jealousy, time for you to do some reflection, time for you to really think about why you're insecure and then do some work, right? If there's no reason to be insecure and, and, and you're forcing someone to end relationships, if you're really getting into someone's social media and digging around inside of it, trying to find problems, like there's something else going on. Um, So work on yourself a little bit. And while you think about that, we're going to take a short break. (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome back to season four. Today, we're talking about I can't get over my partner's exes. Right. All right. And we've been talking about this, you know, way in the past relationship, but we're going to move to the present now. 
All right, Sprig. So this <laughs> What's person, our next example? <laughs> n- this person, maybe they still work together. Maybe, you know, they hang out. Maybe they're in the same friend group as you. Um, they're visible. They're around. You feel like you can't get rid of them. You feel like they show up when they're not wanted. Um, what do you do? Yeah, that's a lot more difficult. So if you're having to interact your par- with your partner's exes regularly, if you're actually having to see them, then yeah, there's a lot more um, uh, things to discuss with your partner and and with yourself. <laughs> Um, and one of the things is I just want to throw this one in before we get into this example is, um, so say they're in your partner's life and they're not in your life yet. Like your partner is only hanging out with the ex in situations where you are not, um, versus ones where you are also welcome, um, Because I think that's a very different issue also. So if your partner has an ex in their life and they're hanging out with them regularly and you are not invited to those situations and and you've asked to be invited or you've like purposely been excluded from those situations, um, that's that's a time where we're going to say, okay, there's uh, there's a little sign there that something could be happening or that your partner might want something to happen or that they're um, nervous about you meeting them for for some reason. Um, and, and it might, it might be something totally harmless. It could be that they're just, um, nervous about how that would go, but for sure, if your partner is blocking you from meeting their exes and they're regularly seeing them, then that's, that's the first conversation to have with your partner. Um, why can't I meet this person? Can I meet this first start with, can I meet them? Like, can we set up something? I would love to meet this person that is important to you in your life. Um, and start there, start with, let's have a time where we all hang out. And I mean, there could be reasons why they don't want it to happen, right? Maybe their previous partner is the jealous type or who, I mean, who knows? Like, the important thing is to start having that conversation. Um, if you start talking about things that are making you jealous at the beginning, like, hey, I, I, I'm having some some struggle with my feelings about the situation at the beginning rather than letting it build up. Because something that we see happen really frequent with jealousy is that it has, it's like a hydra with 12 different heads and it very slowly builds up and, and it's harder to deal with, right? Because you might be upset about a situation where you're feeling like insecure in your relationship, but then you take it out on somebody in like seven different controlling ways and it makes that original issue so much harder to get into. Um, so if this person's around all the time and if they're not letting you see them, that's something you need to talk about right away. Um, also, you know, like I'm the breakup king. For me, this is like a getting to the point where, you know, this this is really fishy. Um, I feel like this is very fishy. I just, let's all, I don't know, create a situation where it's safe for everyone to get together. And if they still say no, then it's time to act. Yeah. And by act, we mean communicate. <laughs> Andrew's nodding reluctantly. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, communication, like, right. So, for me as a non-jealous person, I have a really easy time communicating with partner, partners, past partners, ex-partner, all those people um, about these issues, right? Because I don't have that built-up negativity, but I certainly understand where it can come from. Um, and I mean, I wish I could gift the whole world with my, eh, whatever. Um, it's not even laissez-faire. It's because I talk about it all the time. I think that's probably the key, right? Because I think for me, it's a co- an easy conversation to have because I've practiced having it. Um 
these are conversations that you need to practice. Like a lot of other things that we've talked about, if you're starting to feel these negative feelings, if you're starting to feel some real jealousy, talking about it early gets rid of so many of the long-term negative issues that can come from it. But in the case in the case that Spring's just talking about where the person's not letting you see them, like that's just going to let the negative keep building. And I think even with communication in this case, like even if you're talking about it and you're given an explanation, I don't think that's going to do much to really bring that jealousy down because I think the brain's going to go into a worst case scenario. Like they're trying to cheat on me or he's lying to me or she's lying to me or they're lying to me. Um, so like in this case, like, how do you handle your partner's exes? You make them one of your exes? I don't know. Like it, it's it's a lot more complicated um, here. Um, and there are some other questions that you can ask yourself, right? Like if you've been with your partner for a long time and they've never given you a reason to distrust them, they've never cheated on you, they've never said or done anything that would make it seem like they would cheat on you, if you're happy in your relationship otherwise, like those are all questions that you should be asking and talking about as well to try to come to some kind of, um, you know, logical conclusion to where this jealousy is coming from. Like if your partner has cheated you in the past, like it's full me once, shame on, dump them already. <laughs> so great. So let's talk about um, if you are also interacting with your partner's exes. So say that um, they have these exes that are regularly in their life and and you have met them. You are around them. You know them. Um, there's a group settings that you're all attending and you're just finding it really hard to keep being faced with this person. You're really finding it difficult to have to deal with this person regularly and know that they used to be in an intimate relationship with your partner. Um, so this one is very similar to what we were just talking about, but we don't have any red flags here, right? So the red flag in the last scenario is if your partner is keeping you from meeting them. But if they're not keeping you from meeting them, um, then we're not looking at any red flags. So then we're like, okay, what what are the things that are causing you to be jealous? So now we need to go in and say, what are the different things that could be making you jealous without any red flags present? So... That's another one of those areas where it's a lot more reflection that you need to be doing, right? Like, why am I having these feelings? Why is that my partner being around their ex making me uncomfortable? And a lot of the time, it's because we do these comparisons in our heads where we do, you know, little judgments. Am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Was the sex hot enough? Is he thinking or is she thinking of the other person sexually? Um, and I, I think it's important to say, like, we live in a society that is very much about sexual control, right? Like it, it feeds us the story that you're supposed to find one other person and you own that other person's sex and they own your sex. And, and that's it. That's supposed to be all, the be all end all. It's supposed, that's where intimacy is supposed to come from. But we know over our lives that there are many people who share different kinds of intimacy. Um, and that fear, right? That fear of comparison gets in the way of real intimacy with your partner. Um, so certainly there can be some discomfort. Um, certainly there can be some kinds of self-comparison that happen. But in those cases, most of the time, you're probably better off talking to your partner about it, doing some self-reflection. Um, and for me, personally, I would never want to cut somebody that I love off from healthy relationships in their life. Right. The more relationships, the more support, the more love we have, the better off we are. And if that's what's making you feel awkward, once again, reflect and think about how would you feel if your partner was trying to cut you off from people who supported you 
or people who understand you. And so, you know, one of the things we're talking about here is this clear communication with your partner. And so, um, you know, talking to your partner about these things and not like an accusatory way and not saying like, I don't want you to see them anymore, but just say like, you know, these feelings keep coming up, you know, we're in constant, you know, we're in contact with your ex a lot and I'm just really struggling with it. Um, your partner is currently in a relationship with you and they're not in their relationship with their ex for a reason, right? So that's one thing to remember that like will make that conversation, I think a little bit easier, like going into the conversation, like your partner cares about you. And so when you go into that conversation, just enter it with like humility, like, yeah, I'm feeling this way. And I, I want to talk to you about it. And I want to like, um, understand a little more, like maybe about your relationship or what are the questions that you have maybe that are still unanswered. And, the more that you can communicate, the less that you're making things up in your brain. Like Andrew referenced, like if you don't communicate about this, then your brain will just make up a story. And the story that your brain makes up is usually worse than the truth, <laughs> most often. Um, and so this just clear communication with your partner about, you know, this is what I'm feeling. This is what's going on. How can we like help me feel better? Or what can we do about this? Or what what could we talk about that might make me feel more comfortable are, are the first steps that we want to go in. Like just having these open lines of like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And you should be having, hey, this is how I'm feeling conversations in all areas of your life with your partners. Like, this was great. Let's do this again. I'm feeling a little crappy. Like, those are all, all okay conversations to have. And if you have them more frequently about more topics, now I'm not talking like 24-7, like my feelings, my feelings, my feelings, my feelings. But <laughs> when things come up, it's important to have that. And if you if you are in a relationship and you work on open sexual communication early, right? Like if you work on intimate communication early, you're probably not going to run into too many problems with this, right? Because you've already done all the groundwork. If there's an issue, you, you're there and, you, and you're in it already with this other person. There's not going to be that hiccup. There's not going to be insecurity and fear, right? So get that communication going early and it can kind of head off most of these conversations. But I want to go to the fourth scenario, like the Great. final scenario. Um, Final scenario is you are with somebody and they have cheated on multiple exes, right? They've been, uh, perhaps they've cheated on you in the past and they're talking to their ex a lot again. What do you do? Wait, I want to know what you think the answer is. What? Oh, so I, I mean, believe it or not, listeners, I do believe in second chances, <laughs> second chances that come with real apologies and hard work and like visible, notable behavioral, attitudinal and emotional changes. Like it can I thought for sure happen. he was going to just say break up. <laughs> so, well, no, like I'm getting there. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> If you if your partner had not done all of the things that I just said, my, you know, 45 second litany of make some changes, give a real apology, prove and show, dump them like it's not worth the stress or strain. Um, and the number one predictor of someone who's going to cheat is that they've cheated previously. And if they cheated on you previously, it means they're probably going to cheat on you again. And I would like to add some caveats to that. So, you know, sometimes um people are in transition from one relationship to another and, and 
we call that cheating when somebody uh, has sex with someone new before they have like fully broken up with someone else or maybe they're like trying to figure it out or maybe you've just started dating and they have sex with an ex um, and and then you consider that cheating because you're dating but they don't because you haven't made some firm boundaries around your relationship yet, right? So there's a lot of gray areas in this like, oh, they've cheated on me, right? So um, so we want to say if they've, you know, if they've broken a firm boundary that you've had in place, then yes, that is what we're saying is cheated. And if they um, have done that in the past, then yeah, that's where we're really on the lookout for um and we, we are going to use these little things as signs then as like little symptoms of things that we could, yeah, maybe be alarmed about, right? Um, but if somebody has not broken your trust in the past and they are engaging with an ex, um, then, then is there any reason to actually be upset? So once again, it goes back to that reflection and communication Um yeah, but those caveats, those are really important. Um, we have a whole rep episode about you know, defining the relationship. And we talk, Spring and I talk all the time about like defining rules. If you're dating somebody, you have to ask the question, are we exclusive? Because if you don't ask that question and you're just dating, it means that it's open game, right? Or one person might think it's open game. One person might think of serial monogamy. Um, so if you don't have the conversation, you don't have any control and you also don't have a right to be jealous either. If you haven't established what your relationship is going to look like and who you're allowed to have sex with. And yeah, we have, we have, we actually have a couple of episodes about that. We also have, um, episode 104 that's, but we were on a break, um, which is a great one to go back and listen to. And then, um, yeah, the one we have one, um, relationship titles stress me out. And then also the, yeah, that DTR one, um, defining the relationship, all, all really good, um, topics like that you might want to go into a little more depth when you're thinking about this. I like talking to my partner about his exes. I think it's fun. I have like, a, seriously, he gets annoyed. He's like, Andrew, oh my gosh. And I'm not asking the questions out of jealousy. Like, I want to know like the parts that made him tick in the past, right? Like, I want to know. I think it's fascinating. Um, I'm also pretty confident in my relationships and my relationship and sexual communication skills because I do it all the time and I do it for a living and I do it with all of you every week. <laughs> um, but uh, once again, like practice those skills and it doesn't have to just be in sexual relationships with sexual partners, right? What makes for healthy friendships, what makes for healthy family relationships, what makes for healthy relationships with anybody in your life are the same kind of things. And you probably don't want to talk to your boss about sex, right? But you want to talk to people around you in your life about things that are important, that things that give you the feels, that things that get you excited, um, the things that make you sad. That's okay. That's that's healthy and normal. Um, and when you do that, that jealousy beast doesn't rear its head, right? Because there's no weird point of comparison. There's no insecurity, right? Unless someone else does something to make them happen. And if they do, right, if they're real, then you act on them and dump them. <laughs> and um, what Andrew was just talking about is like this mapping, you know, onto other styles of relationships. And that's something we love to talk about on here because, yeah, jealousy comes up for us in all 
walks of our life, right? So it's in your friendships, it's at work, it's in your family for sure. And, um, and all of these things, it's the same thing. All of it is you know, talking to the person, talking to, um, who, you know, you're experiencing some jealousy with or over and, and starting to figure out what's under that because jealousy is just a symptom. It's an emotion. Yes. And it can feel really strong and it can feel really overwhelming. And it's a symptom that something needs to be talked about. And that's, what's really cool is like, you can, start to say like, oh, I'm grateful this jealousy has come up because it's showing me where there's a chink in my armor, where there's like um, something that I can do a little better, that I can communicate about, that I can talk about a little more to actually improve this relationship, right? So we can start to say like, oh yeah, this is a sign and here's what I'm going to do to improve my relationship and to strengthen it and to um, keep myself from like having to go through more of this in the future, right? The more communication you do, the less jealousy is going to come up yeah. eventually. Right. <laughs> well, no, I mean, eventually. Right. And remember, jealousy is an emotion, right? It's a natural human emotion, which means you have control over what you do with it. Right. You can use jealousy to empower positive change in your life, whether it's that reflection spring and I are talking about. And reflection is just questioning what's happening in your head, like figuring out where that negative emotion is coming from. It can also empower you for positive change in terms of getting rid of someone who doesn't appreciate you and respect you. Right. So you can use that jealousy in a really positive way. Um but it requires you thinking about it. If you if you rage jealousy and you hack into someone's email and steal their phone and look through their texts, like that's the bad kind of jealousy. Like that's the kind of jealousy that is disruptive. You let it control you instead of using it as a sign right. or symptom. <laughs> so just use that jealousy to empower either positive change in terms of looking at yourself or looking at your relationship and perhaps ending it if it's really a source of that much negativity. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say about my partner's exes? About that green-headed monster? Nope. Yeah. Well, listeners, um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Um, it was actually really fun to talk about. Um, I realize we say similar things like, you know, communication. Um, but remember that when you have those emotions rise up, you can do things with them that are positive. Um so uh, if you have any questions about this episode or any follow-up um, or anything about our social media post about this, um, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us um, at 413-I-RAP-IT. You can send us an email. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com, um, and that's wrap with a W. And you should definitely check out our social media. We're thesexwrap at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.